Welcome in everybody. It's another episode of Meet at the Family Table with your boy, The Godfather. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day. With this podcast, we like to have a little bit of fun. I want to announce just a little change to the podcast if you made it to episode three so far. I want to do every other episode to be a not safe for work edition. So that's what you can expect next time. We're going to bring out the raunchiness. We're going to bring out the fun. We're going to bring out the things that you want to hear. So that being said, getting right into this, you're going to find three segments here. The good, something that we do good and I think that we can continue to grow upon in ways that I think that we can do better in the social media atmosphere. The bad, which is things that I think we do bad, but at the same time, ways that we can improve them and fix them. And then lastly, a topic from my heart, something that I feel really heavily about and I really have my heart set on to help that we can get better at. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. First off with the good. <clears throat> I love seeing groups of streamers coming together, not just to support each other, but to game together. One of the biggest things we see in this gaming streaming atmosphere is these support for support groups. And I'm guilty of running one. I'm guilty of being in tons of them. However, I have stopped doing the support for support. I don't want people to come to my stream because they just want the support back. I don't want somebody to come view my stream because they simply want the view for themselves. You know, I feel like that's selfish and I feel like that's not how you build a brand, right? So I love seeing how good we are getting in the streamer atmosphere of people becoming friends versus anything else. I've met some amazing people along the way. Pervy Sage, Redbeard, Cellar Door, Seriously Nicole, Malevolent Media, that group of people all together is a whole good group of people that just love gaming together. Now, don't get me wrong, they do support each other, we do support each other, but it's not because we have to or we feel obligated to. I never want somebody to feel like they're obligated to raid me, or I never want to feel obligated that I want to have to raid somebody or that I have to go watch them because they were in my stream. That's just not how I want to operate, and that's what I think that we're really starting to stray away from in 2020, is the whole support for support thing, and I think that as we progress further in 2020 that you're going to see the support for support thing completely die out as more and more people kind of grasp onto the idea that, you know, I'm trying to build a brand here. I'm trying to build a stream. It's impossible to have 25,000 people watching you just because they want the view back. Those 25,000 people have to watch you because they enjoy your content. They have to enjoy your personality. They have to enjoy what you're putting out there, whether that be YouTube, podcasts, social media, Whatever it is, at the end of the day, they have to enjoy you and then come to your Twitch stream because of it. Or maybe they're coming to your Twitch stream just because they like it. But at the end of the day, I really do think that it's something that we're really, really, really getting better at here in that social media atmosphere is we're finally straying away from the support for support groups, really just being big and killing it out there and getting more and more into the realm of let's network in a way that we become friends with each other and not just there to tug each other off for lack of a better term so as we continue to progress i hope that we see uh, an upward trend in people just becoming friends versus networking you'll never see me hopping around in people's chats just because i want to get my name out there i don't do that i used to do that and it left a terrible taste in my mouth and i'm sure it left terrible taste in thousands of people's mouths it's just the way it is at the end of the day i hope that we continue to stray farther and farther and farther from this at the end of the day i'm sorry i just said that like five times <laughs> But we have this convoluted idea of what networking is, right? I'll give you an analogy. Imagine Disney was putting out a movie, and instead of finding a way to promote it through advertisements, through funny things, through 
YouTube ads, through all these different things, they said, you know what? The only way we're going to advertise our show for people to watch is word of mouth and us going out and telling people. So Disney walks out onto the street to some random dude says, hey, come watch my movie. Or, hey, I love your movie, dude. I hope you're having a good time. That's it. Just in the hopes that people will come back to their stream or give them a shout out or something like that so that they'll gain viewers in return. That is the convoluted idea that we have of networking. And I think at the end of the day, the farther we stray into that, the worse it gets. And so in 2020, so far, I've seen nothing but people continue to phase out of that. And it's a really good idea and a really good thing that I'm enjoying seeing. Next on the good topic is stream teams. There's a lot of really high quality ones, and I'll, I'll list some off here for you. Hype, K9, or whatever it's going to end up being called. EMGG, AG, Orbit, Solar, Oxygen, you name it. There's so many out there, right? And what I'm seeing is a really positive uptrend in these stream teams coming about. These teams of streamers that are connected to these organizations that either do professional gaming or they just produce content together. At the end of the day, I think it's a really positive that we can continue to see these teams progress, right? They're growing together and they're giving a place for people to really not only help each other out and network, but also maybe gain sponsorship and friends, right? Imagine you join a team and they're your first sponsored team. Essentially, they have sponsors with G Fuel, maybe Papa John's, whatever it is at the end of the day, they have some type of sponsorship that allows you to now promote that you have a sponsor. It makes you have a little bit more validity on the streaming atmosphere in general. At the end of the day, these stream teams are out here killing it left and right. I want to talk about hype for a minute. Bring the Hype is an amazing stream team that's out there absolutely slaying it. They know what they're doing when it comes to their comp teams, their professional teams. They know what they're doing when it comes to social media, and they definitely know what they're doing when it comes to advertisements. And so with these stream teams, they're really putting together these really good groups of people to represent them on stream, right? Every person that goes to Stallions, Bottom Frags, stream, any or Concentrated Minds stream, they go there and they see the hype emblem and maybe they see a command for hype. Maybe they see a panel for hype and it gives them brand awareness. And so that's what your trade-off is joining these stream teams is you're trading off a little bit of ad space for that stream team in return for maybe a little bit more social media relevancy with the team, maybe a little bit of a bigger outreach, but as well, you're getting advertisement uh, possibility, um, sponsorship uh, possibility, networking and friendship possibility. The the possibilities are endless when it comes to what you can gain from these stream teams. And so what I think that we're doing good is making these stream teams out to be a lot more than just a group of people, again, just tugging each other off. I appreciate it. Let's go ahead and go on to the bad. The bad. Trolling people, not only on Twitter, but other social medias for clout, right? We have seen this huge thing start to happen, right? This huge trend where people will just post something to grab your attention and piss you off for the clout. Like these people with very small followers and they don't have any type of relevancy and they're not posting good content will randomly post something like, uh, females are only good streamers because of their titties and them showing them, right? Something completely off the wall and ridiculous just completely completely shrouded in scandal right and the second somebody sees it that has any type of relevancy they comment on it 
and they bring it this clout that it doesn't deserve. And so that's where I think that we're going wrong. There's two things I think we can improve on here. First off, the people that are doing this for the clout, right? The people that are commenting these things for the clout. I get it. It might be your real opinion, right? I get it. But what you're doing is you're broadcasting these opinions in hopes that they're going to gain you some type of clout, social media relevancy, viewers for your Twitch stream, viewers for your content. And at the end of the day, you're burning more bridges than you're building when it comes to these things. You've just disrespected every female on your timeline, or you just disrespected everybody in that category on their timeline, whatever it is at the end of the day, you burnt too many bridges to gain a few people that may look past this nonsensical tweet or nonsensical post and follow you and end up engaging in your content. The second thing that I think that we are really bad at, and I'm saying really bad at, is giving these people the clout. Okay, the social media relevancy that they're craving so bad that they're willing to post something so ridiculous like this. When somebody posts something like this, I immediately find this on my Twitter feed because somebody's either A, retweeted it, B, commented on it, or C, liked it. At some point, you're going to have enough followers to where somebody's probably going to look into what you're liking. Somebody's going to look into what you're retweeting. Somebody's going to look into what you're commenting. And they're going to see these things. And they're going to be kind of pushed back due to the fact that you're liking these things, right? So that's the negative aspect, number one. You're going to find, I have a good friend on Twitter who calls me out all the time on it. I accidentally like things that I shouldn't like. And she goes back, she goes, did you mean to like this? I love you, and I don't want to have to block you or take you off my followers or anything like that. But if you really did mean to like this, we're going to have a problem, right? So she's super good about it. But that being said, other people can see what you like. Other can, people can see what you retweet. Right above the tweet, it shows blank retweeted this, blank liked this, whatever it is at the end of the day. They can see it, right? And so that's one negative aspect of it. The second negative aspect of it is you're feeding into it. You're not improving it by retweeting it. You're not improving it by liking it. You're not improving it by commenting on it. If you are commenting on one of these clout grabbers, these scandal throwers, whatever you want to call them's post, you're not only letting your followers or your viewers engage in that, but you're bringing them out for more people to do the same thing to. It's a chain effect. You comment on it, this is, you would comment on it and say something like, this is bullshit, hate it, it's stupid, don't you ever comment this again, it's so stupid, whatever. Somebody else sees it, does the same thing. Before you know it, you've got 15 different comments on there all saying the same sort of thing, telling them that this isn't relevant, this isn't cool, you know, no point in it. Right? All you're doing is bringing your followers, your engagement, and everybody else's engagement that's going to engage on your engagement to that person's tweet. And so here's what I think we can do better with this. First off, if you're listening to this and you're new to any social media, especially Twitter, take time and think about what you're going to tweet. I might tweet some really dumb shit about being a male stripper, my dick, I mean, you name it. I tweet about it. But I don't do scandalous things in order to gain clout. A lot of people don't. You'll see so many positive people. Stallion, Bottom Frag, Concentrated Mind, Carlisle. These people that are just rocking out the Twitter game. All they're doing is being positive and r relating to people, you know? 
that's what we're looking for when we look to Twitter, when we look to these things, is to be able to relate to some, some type of content. So that being said, I think we can improve in two ways. First off, if you're thinking about tweeting something ridiculous, you're thinking about doing something like that, first off, think how it'd feel to lose a lot of your followers. Think how it'd feel to burn the bridge with certain people and to have them never come to your stream or view your content again. Think about the downside to it before you do this for clout. Second, before you comment on something, before you comment on something or tweet it or retweet it or like it because of you not enjoying the content, think about the engagement they're going to gain from that, right? Simply put, the block or the mute button is easier and more effective at stopping people's content from traveling. Stop the content in its tracks by blocking or muting. Throw the content to the world for them to see by commenting or liking or retweeting. Simply, simple as that. Moving on, the second one is a little bit more close to my heart. Um, we're not onto the topic from my heart, but um, I do want to go over this. So, calling people out for their support on Twitch. You've seen people do it all the time. People have called me out for my support on Twitch. And this is something that I just don't understand, right? As a streamer, you're a content creator. Nowhere in the content creation atmosphere does it say, or is there a formula that says you have to support others in order to grow? Does it look good to go and support others? Sure. Hell yes, it does. But nowhere does it say you have to. Nobody has ever said, I'm going to make it to partner by just going out and supporting people. Has it happened? Probably. But that is the hard road. The easy road is continuing to create good content and figuring out what works for you. So how can we get better at this? First off, we need to understand that nobody has to support anybody. You don't have to come to my streams. I don't have to come to your streams. Nobody has to come to anybody's streams. We are not entitled to any likes, retweets, comments, favorites, follows, subscriptions, donations, bits, views, nothing. None of it. We're not entitled to any of it. Nobody's obligated to do it for you, and nobody's obligated to do it from you. So you're not obligated to do it for somebody else. Simply put. If somebody's making you feel that you have to, they're wrong. Take your step back, look at the situation, understand that what is this gonna do to benefit my content? What is this gonna do besides me try, trying to leech off this person for their viewer or for their views? Nothing. So that being said, calling people out on for their support on Twitch, over Twitter, Instagram, whatever, is just a bad look all around. You're basically going up to somebody and saying, you don't support me enough and you're a piece of shit for it make any sense in fact if somebody takes two seconds to look into this call out or this tweet they'll realize how stupid it is how overall downright dumb that thought process and that entire brain map that you have is so how can we get better at this there's no other simple way than to stop calling people out for their support on twitch somebody's not supporting sucks to suck they don't have to on to number three, the topics from my heart. Being vulnerable on Twitch and social media. This is something I preach all the time. 
people that follow you and people that view your content, people that subscribe, donate, send bits, whatever it is, want to know you, right? They want to get to know you. You're their personal contact inside of their office, inside of their game room, right behind their laptop screen. You're the person that they go to for comfort. You're the person they go to when they're sad. You're the person they go to when they're happy. You're the person that they relax to. They want to get to know you better, right? That being said, be vulnerable. Have the ability to open up a little bit on social media. Have the ability to open up a little bit on Twitch. Tell them your story. You never know who's going to relate to it. I'm sure you might get some hate, and it might hurt. First off, it's going to make you a tougher person in the end. And second off, more people are going to enjoy it than they're going to, than they're going to dislike it. Okay? So how am I being vulnerable on Twitch and social media? The biggest thing that I can say when it comes to me being vulnerable on Twitch and social media is I like to tell people my story. My story is pretty crazy, and a lot of you guys maybe haven't heard it all the way through. But that being said, I'm just going to full send it. So here's my story as a content creator so that you can see what true vulnerability is. First thing you need to understand is I've never suffered from depression or anxiety or anything like that. I'm very lucky for it. Weird. I don't know why I've never suffered from it. I definitely should have with the past that I have, but that's the first thing you need to understand. I'm a very big mental health advocate because of having family members that suffer from it, but I've never personally been affected by it. So, my story. Growing up, my mother was on uh, drugs, my father was an alcoholic, and we transferred from drug to drug, basically. So, I was an alcohol baby, so I came out addicted to alcohol. My sister was a pills baby, she came out addicted to pills, and then my last sister was a meth baby, and her dad died in a meth lab explosion. Crazy, right? I had an absolutely nuts childhood. A little bit more in depth, my mom, who is 14 years clean now, by the way, love her to death, but... We'll get to that in a minute. She was actually Breaking Bad 2.0, right? She was a chemistry teacher inside of high school in this really, really, really low-income area where essentially she would steal the glassware out of the back and then sell it to people to make meth labs or make the meth labs for them, right? So she was Breaking Badding it, right? She was a, a regular old Walter White. Moving further from that, around, you know, eight or nine, I ended up living with my grandparents because my mom had gotten so bad. My mom and dad had split up. My sister's parents had st split up. And so around eight or nine, ended up moving in with my grandparents and my family, and they ended up taking custody of us, and we went from there. Um, never really got close to my dad again. We had a couple times where we got a little bit closer and things like that. But at the end of the day, we continuously you know, kind of had that distant relationship where essentially... I'd get a happy birthday text, or I'd get a Merry Christmas text, or Happy New Year text, things like that. But that was it, right? Done deal with all that. Around 10 to 11, my mom started trying to get clean, and at 11, it kind of stuck. Now, when I say get clean, she participates in what's called Alcoholics Anonymous, or the AA programs, the CA programs, whatever you want to call it, where they have to practice the steps and practicing living one day at a time. And so I took that as a young kid, and I really put it into use for me. Was I addicted to drugs? No. Was I addicted to anything? No. But it still felt really good to live one day at a time. I was okay to have goals. But what I was focusing on at any moment was what can I control today, right? And 
many of you might not be religious. I might not be the most religious person in the world, but there's a prayer slash saying. It's called the Serenity Prayer, and hopefully you can see past the uh, the God part of this. But if you can't, I apologize. Um, it goes, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Right, and that's something I say a lot and use to my benefit. So it's something that um, I find really helps me out in the long run. Um, moving further from that, around 13, 14, when I got into middle school, I decided that I wanted to be a part of ROTC. We went from ROTC to um, continuing that all the way through high school, and that brought me to um, where I thought, you know, I want to join the Air Force. I think it's a cool idea. I was in ROTC throughout uh, my high school and juniors high school middle school yeah and went from there and had a good time with it i enjoyed it and so i took two years um from 18 to 20 to figure out what i really liked and enjoyed and ended up deciding that i wanted to try to get into the legal career field and so um when i tried to join at 19 and a half i got into what's called the delayed entry program and joined as a paralegal um so i am a paralegal in the air force and it's i'm now 24 i live in florida it's a beautiful time plan on getting out of the air force and you know going to college at some point so that being said that's me being vulnerable to people and so this is my explanation to you guys is be okay with opening up to people be okay with opening up to these people that want to get to know you be okay with you know showing your bad side you can accept your past what can they use against you right nobody can use your past against you to hurt you if you can accept it and so that being said i think you should find some solace in being able to open up and be vulnerable with your twitch stream your youtube uh, content your podcasts your tweets whatever it is feel comfortable being vulnerable that's it for today folks i hope you enjoyed episode number three of meet at the family table with the godfather remember episode four is going to be our first not safe for work edition so expect some raunchiness some laughs and some good times be sure to let me know what you think on across a multitude of social medias of what you think of this podcast if you enjoy it if you want to hear something different if you think i should talk about something different let me know i am a content creator and in order to progress i need your feedback you'd like to find me on different social medias i do have a twitter an instagram a youtube a tiktok a bite and a twitch that you're all welcome to follow as well as a discord you're welcome to join so you can see updates all the time i hope you enjoyed this episode that being said you can find weekly uploads on youtube and i stream as much as i possibly can on twitch my current schedule is four days a week tuesday thursday saturday sunday however that's subject to change because again, I am still in the military, so I do move and I get these different things that come up. That being said, I appreciate you guys coming in today. As always, continue to be yourself. Don't change. Be genuine, and I got your back. I love you guys. Godfather out.